Okey-dokey. What is up to our single listener? Um, this is Fishy with the Spartan and Fishy show. Uh, with us today, we have obviously Spartan. Say hi. Hello. Wow. Um, and we have two very special guests today. Um, Hatter, would you like to say hi? Uh, hi. Wow, that was really good. And to our other guests, would you also like to say hi? Hello, my name is Matt Sovic. What's up? I was expecting one of you to say no um, when I asked if you would like to say hi. And I'm just really glad that neither of you did that. We're just um, classy. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, so today we're going to be chatting about um, quick season review from our two guests and um, looking forward to the upcoming, well, I guess now in progress season 75. Um, we actually have two goalies in our midst, which is very convenient for us. I'm really looking forward to chatting with you guys about that. Um, so I guess a good place to start would be talking to us about your players. Uh, who are they? Where they come from? Any background you feel like giving about them? Hatter, I will let you go first. Well, it's it's been a while um, since I've had to think about this because I created uh, like eight, nine seasons ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, that it's season seventy-five, so eight seasons ago. Anyway, um, my player is Raymond Bernard. He is a goalie, as you previously mentioned, for the Moscow Menace, where he's been his whole career and will be finishing his career there. Uh, he is from the Sacramento River Delta in California. Wow. And uh, yeah, I actually here actually, Matt, why don't you go and then I can come back to this after I look up my uh, my player's <laughs> biography. Okay, that I wrote yeah, like, like the first two weeks of joining. <laughs> I'm like Hatter. I have all my stuff set up and ready to go. Wow, we love him. <laughs> I knew you prepped him. <laughs> we asked if there was anything that he had to prep, and I was like, "Well, you know, we'll probably talk. You know, if anything, have your stats pulled up. Um, just did have you a- say that? <laughs> no, I mean, he asked, so I don't know. I wanted to give him some kind of direction. So my player is Matthew A. Sovic Jr obviously named after me um and now i'm not going to talk about this player yet but i would like to go to my last my very first player that I created which i had been drafted for my newer player in season 74 so i believe that my older player was drafted in season 72 or 3 i'm not exactly sure on that. Mm-hmm. but I knew that I had started out in, uh, actually here in Las Vegas, and I don't exactly know what happened, because it was a while ago, it was probably about a year ago, and after maybe a season or so, I had gotten traded to the Mexico City Kings, and I can't even tell you what happened there, because... It it wasn't very uh, important anyway. Cause I did <laughs> terrible, and I was a rookie. So mm-hmm. now I'm gonna move on to this one, Matthew Asov. Okay, so I started in. I was drafted 51st overall in season 74. Now 
I was I ended up with Miami Marauders and I had um a second. I had been introduced by I believe Ricer. Um double check. Yeah, Ricer thirteen. Mm-hmm. And I had contacted him because after I got signed with um Mexico City Kings for my one, I was getting nowhere with it, and um, so I can't. I reached out to a bunch of people, and Ricer responded, and he told me to make a new goalie because he said if I start out newer, I'll have more experience, and I can basically have a uh, level up on myself. Mm-hmm. So now after this, he had drafted me with Miami. And he played me in five games total. I went one and four. And that was probably mid-season three quarters by, maybe. And um, we had made it to the playoffs, which I had no intentions on doing. (laughs) I, I did not. I mean, I didn't really know what to expect. I did poorly for my team. With a save percentage of 0.89 and a goals against average as a 3.41. So I want to. Um, I'm actually going to go into the game results for uh, the playoff. All right. Um, I do that's think. All. Five games played is gonna be a pretty small data set, so I don't think you should you should beat your yourself too much up over that. Um, that I mean, that's that's really not much to work with. So I think you can cut yourself some slack on that one and four. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I guess as you're as you're looking, I did have a quick question. So Matthew Asovic Jr. is your fifth player. All of them were named <laughs> Matt. In like some mm-hmm. form of Matt Sovic. Well, there are well, there's a May I cut you off there? Sure. Um I've only created two players in my career. That's it. Really? Because I see a Matthew A. Sovic, Matthew A. Sovic Jr., Matthew Sovic, Matt Sovic, and a Matty Sovic in the player list here. Jesus Christ. They're obviously separate players. I don't know what you're on about, Spartan. <laughs> they have nothing so, in common. So three of them actually redirect to invalid pages. So something just got funky in there. But Matt Sovic indeed was the one who played for Mexico City. And I think only Mexico City was never drafted. Um, played played one season there. Uh, I think as a full-time starter, played 70 games, went 10 and 56 Definitely a little rough. Um, yeah. <laughs> better start with Matthew A. Sovic Jr. Um, on the Las Vegas Aces, which is significantly better in my opinion. Now, you know what? Now thinking about it, all of those different players, as soon as you had, um, or as soon as Ricer had contacted me, I had tried doing different names and a bunch of them said that they weren't correct whatsoever, and none of them would work, because another player had them. 
or something like that. So maybe that was why, or I, I'm not I mean, exactly. there's only there's only two players that were legitimately created, it seems. The others might have just been some yes. kind of strange portal issues or form issues. Those definitely do happen sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember just looking at it. Yeah, I just remember looking at it and giggling, thinking this dude made five players. What, <laughs> like, what are we going? Like, what are we getting ourselves into here? Like, is he just going to retire and then create a new player? But I think sticking on Miami for a full season as a backup and continuing to earn and continuing to be active sets you up pretty well for what I guess the typical career of a goalie in this league is. I know Hatter is an exception in a way. But even you, Hatter, had to sit for a while before actually getting meaningful playing time. Yeah, definitely. And also, like, just bring it back really quickly, you said, also, like, Reister's a fantastic GM, and the fact that you did sit behind him, or sit under him, I suppose, like, there's... He's a good GM to have to sit under, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely, definitely keep Locker active. Yeah. Also, uh, as far as... Sorry, go ahead. I was also just going to toss in there. It's all. It also really helps that the other goalie in the room last season was Victor, who yeah. built who built an absolute stud of a goalie. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure when like when like Sovic joined, I was like, uh, "You need like a build guide." And he was like, "No, I'm just following what like Ricer told me." And I'm pretty sure Ricer just straight up gave him Victor's build. Victor's also created literally the best goalkeeper in VHL history with Greg Clegane. So. Yeah. Yeah. Not only so, is Ra Ra started off hot, but but Clegane is literally the best. So. <laughs> so you're on a great pace to make a very good goalie, especially here in the VHLM, and you're going to be yeah. a pretty big part of our team this season. And you're already getting off to a pretty hot start here. You have not yeah. lost a game in regulation yet. Two zero and two. Two zero and two. So some of these games, little. Like closer than we could have hoped. A couple of the our three of our four games went to overtime. We finally got our first regulation win today, but you're keeping yeah. us. You're keeping us in there. Yeah, I hope to help the team a lot, but I mean, I had no idea what to expect. Whenever, because um, Ricer had talked to me about you guys want to sign me as your goaltender. And I was like, what should I do? I need some help. What should I do here? And he had said, you're probably, these were his exact words. He had told me that it's probably better off to go here because you guys didn't basically didn't have a goaltender. And I would be starting every single game. And with them, I'd probably start half of them. And yeah. I mean, I figured that would, that was a smarter choice anyway. So, and it and yeah, it, really isn't, it really is an interesting move by Miami because they ended up drafting a much higher TPE goalie in that draft, and I'm guessing that Miami was trying to contend a little sooner than I guess what where like you felt or where you fit in their timeline. So they kind of made a move. They try to get an extra first in the 75 draft um, yeah. and, and like turn this into their contending season. But I think that there's 
a lot of potential with you as our goalie, despite you being slightly lower TPE. We've got a really good um, defense core around yeah. you, yeah. which is why I think that we can do pretty pretty well in like that regards, even if you are a little lower TPE, because we've got one of the top ends core in this league. And I think yeah. one of the games where we played you, you only face like 20 shots. And it'll it could mm. probably even get lower once we play some worse teams, but yeah, a lot of a lot of hope that we can use our defense to just build a wall around you. Yeah, it definitely helps a lot. And I want to get into the VHL because I had gotten. I'm gonna try to uh, fact check this, but I had gotten a uh, message from um. Let me see. You were drafted to Riga. Yeah, Riga does currently have your draft rights. Whoever the GM of um, the Titans, uh, they had contacted. I think that's Jubis? It's Jubo is the... uh, Yeah, yeah, that's him. And I... um, I signed with Riga for what reason, I'm not 100% sure, but I just felt like it was a gut move. Well, so, you, were, I mean, you were drafted by Riga, so... I was drafted. Uh, well, I had gotten a message from uh, Jubo, okay? And he had, it, this is what he said. Hello, Matt Sovic. I wanted to reach out regarding the upcoming VHL entry draft. We own picks near where you are projected to be picked. Please let me know if you, if being a part of the Helsinki or Helsinki Titans would be of interest to you. We'd be lucky enough to thank you for your time, Jubo Oso. Now I had told him, "What will my role be on a team?" And he basically said when I hit 250 TPE, I would see at least one more season in the VHLM. I'd go to them. And I just said, okay, cool, because I didn't really know what to say. But, I mean, he didn't draft me, so if that was the reason, I'm sorry. Yeah, so he was probably reaching out to you. That He said that was before the draft. So he was probably reaching out to you basically to see how you would feel about going to Helsinki, um, what your plans were with your player and things like that, um, and also probably to see if you were active. But um, once the draft hit, you ended up getting drafted to Riga. So um, you'll be playing there unless something happens before then um, after you – after you hit 250 and go up to the VHL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of expecting that at some point you will get traded or maybe you won't resign because looking like Riga has a GM goalie. Like, yeah, the, the GM's oh. goalie is Riga's goalie now and will be for the next... I mean, eight, eight seasons. Yeah, like... This season. Yeah, so unless so unless Hedge just decides to set like allow his player to go somewhere else, it's looking likely that he kind of took a shot on you guys almost as flyers. Like, 
hey, yeah. like if these guys develop and maybe sometime down the line, if I feel like sending my goalie somewhere else to potentially win a ring, then mm-hmm. you could be that goalie. Or if you develop nicely and the team's still looking nice, then he could potentially send you somewhere where you're more needed and the team could get a few more assets out of it. So it's kind of going to yeah. be like the long game there. Um, I think the way you develop on the aces is going to go a long way in determining what your future there is. But you and the other goalie on the roster are completely tied for TPA. At least you're both at 142. And he's actually my goalie for Minnesota. Ah, yeah. Seeing that. So interesting that you had him go 71-44-71 there. Uh, To be fair, I have not talked to him yet. Um, We got him in the draft and he has been updating, but he's not a Discord user. So we haven't haven't had too much communication. But actually, to be be quite honest, that, that is maybe not bumping up the other secondary stats before uh, bumping up shot con- start or style control, but mm. like adding all of your TP into a single category is sometimes kind of the move for goalies in the beginning. Getting one up to seventy, and then another up to seventy, you know, for for all four of those, uh, because Ooh. there's been some talk that getting them, it's more effective to focus on one at at the first time. What I've first been time. doing is okay. So, um, I believe it was Ricer. Uh, he's basically helped me get my goalie started. So now I had asked him, what are the main attributes I should focus on? And he had told me, okay, yeah, it's here. Rebound control, style control, hand speed, and reaction time is what I should focus on first. And he had told me... um, Yeah. Uh, that. Sorry, I'm going through our conversation. That's okay. Yeah. Well, while you're going for that, I, I personally always focused uh, reaction time the most. Um, I talked with Victor for a while, and he said that he thought uh, rebound control was the most important, so he always pushed that first. But realistically, mm-hmm. like kind of what Ricer was saying, and what I always say to anyone who ever asks questions about goalies, you get those four rebound control style, hand speed, reaction time. You get them up. Like those are the primaries, and then the other ones are kind of, well, secondary mm-hmm. in importance. So it says pretty much. Uh, he sent me a picture. Um, it says if you're a goalie, there are four attributes that you want to get up to seventy right away. You keep the core of your build no matter what it is. Now for rebound control, I'm at sixty three, and style control, hand speed, and reaction time are all at sixty two. So whenever I get my TPE, I just go one by one, and then I'll go back and forth between all. That's a fine way to do it. <clears throat> For sure. Yeah. So I guess that is something where, like, goalie bills, I have no experience with them whatsoever. Hatters basically come into our LR as like our goalie specialist and or I really because I drag him in there. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, help help out our goalie here. So I know that you had mentioned that if anything, you would pump reaction time first. Is there any specific order or like build 
Yeah, okay. Order, you would go for uh, um, like new goalies starting out here. So let me be very clear when I say that I am not a build expert as far <laughs> as like which order to go. I do have my personal order that I followed and it has worked out for me uh, throughout my career. But also it only really matters if you're the kind of earner that I was and have been, um, you cap out your build around like probably your fifth season or so. Um, and then you basically are just handling depreciation. Like you're not actually applying anything at that point. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it really, I haven't actually dealt with builds for the last four seasons, but, but what I always started yeah. with was uh, reaction time, then hand speed slash rebound control and then style control. Yeah. And before you keep going on about how you're not a build guide or a build expert, I'm just going to rattle off a couple of this dude's accomplishments with his goalie. He's won a canoe, a Shaw, a Campbell, two Victory Cups, a Continental Cup, a Shaw, and another Clegane. He's, he's a pretty fucking good goalie here. I, th- I think it's Victor hey. saying it's the third goalie other than Crickets, which was uh, Hedge's other goalie for Riga. And I I think Stopko or something since season 60 to get two Shaws. So what I'm hearing is you're a pretty big deal. I wouldn't say that, uh, but... I, I did. See, I actually, I do have some more, some more uh, accomplishments for you, Spartan. You ready? Sure, uh, so starting season 67, Prime Minister's Cup, Founders Cup, all VHLM second team, Victory Cup, Continental C- Cup, Daisuke Canoe, Scotty Campbell, Aiden Shaw, first team, World Cup top goalie, All-Star, second team, Victory Cup, Aiden Shaw, Greg Clegane, All-Star, first team, World Cup bronze medal. Okay, so that was a nice flex. Um, I'm glad that we. I'm glad Weird flex, we... but okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I so I guess uh, if if we're having a dick measuring contest here, um, I want a Boomchenko most assists with a pass first build. Which <laughs> oh. I have I have no clue how that fucking worked, but it did, and uh, I guess I was an all star last season somehow. So. Yeah, those are those are Latang's accomplishments. You were an All Star last season. Yeah, I love that. I'm a little surprised, but I love that. <laughs> like, like when I, Cal I was, cool. like Cal was going through and making all the teams in NHL 20 or 21 because he was yeah. doing it. So he was DM me saying, "I just made Latang," and then sent me a picture, and I was like, "All right, kind of cool." Uh, like what are his ratings? He was like, "Oh, he's a ninety overall." And I was like, "Well, damn, that's that's pretty solid." He was like, "You're the worst defenseman and player combined in the All Star game." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Yikes!" But our team won like seven to three or something like that. Were so... we on the same team? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I didn't watch the All Star game this season. I was in it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either. I think <laughs> I I was on Talender's team. I don't know. All I know is I was with Rays. I'm not sure if that was with Orbiting Death or if you were with Talender. I'm leaning towards OD. I think I think Talender. Oh, yeah. I think it might have been OD. Yeah. So I guess you and Rays both suck because we destroyed you guys. 
Wow. Honestly, all-star games are the most demoralizing thing for a goalie because <laughs> it's always like 12 to 20. And you're just like, well, my guy just let in 10 goals on 11 shots. That feels nice. <laughs> yeah. And I think I've... like in, in like those games specifically, they just switch out the goalies um, like halfway through the second peri- period or something like that. But it wasn't close by like at all. But I think Latang got like one assist. So I was pretty proud of that, being the worst player there and still getting an assist. Wow. I think I'm going to have to flex on you guys just because I won a Founders Cup in my rookie season. That's it. That's the only accomplishment I've ever made. That's it. It's a start, my dude. That's that's what I did in my first season. And where I was, where you are now, I didn't have anything else either. Yeah, you take what you can get. For sure. Time now, I have a question. Yeah, go for it. So, if I go on my player, my player management, go down to my contract, it says zero. If I click on it, nothing should. But if I go into my um, player list and I click on my player, um, I can go on to my finances and it says that this season I'm getting three mil. And... You had said to me before, it was you or someone else had said to me, that you can basically cash in your money for TPE. Well, uh, in a way, like, as a first-gen, completely sure if that even applies to you, but in the store, like, you can purchase some, like, TPE in the form of like uncapped TV, there's like a first gen uncapped bonus. Um, you can get a doubles week. You can buy free weeks. So it's like for 1 million, you can get six TPE to replace your point task. So instead yeah. of claiming welfare, you would get a free week. Um, if you do point tasks, you can get a point task upgrade, which would get you an extra cap TPE for every six point task that you do. So there's a bunch of different options. Oh, okay. Like, in a way, you can get TPE, um, but it mostly is dependent on you actually doing something else for TPE, and then yeah. your store purchase just boosts that a little bit. Yeah, the league, yeah, the league definitely does try to incentivize, um, like, increasing the amount that people contribute rather than just getting straight up TPE, which is why, like Sparn was saying, you get extra uncapped TPE based on the cap TPE that you're putting out or something like that, so you can kind of... Yeah, and that makes yeah, kind of that that way it's ensuring that you're still contributing something to the league. I definitely do think that there's a large area that we can be improved in the player store. Like literally since I've joined and I'm sure thirty seasons prior, like we have always been kind of saying like we need to over overhaul this, we need to add more items, we need to come up with things. And it it's a really hard job. It, it's not something that's easy to do, but we definitely oh, yeah. there's been a lot of talk around trying to add things to it. Mm-hmm. And if and if you want to start on ideas where the player store can be overhauled, there's two great places that I know to look. One of them is our frequent guest Moose has yeah. taken contract money as a hill for him to die on. Yes, so I know that he he wrote some pretty good articles or media spots on how he would increase the importance of contracts over like just money in this league so he has a pretty good money rework um search it somewhere on forums you'll find it 
And the other yeah. one is none other, none other than our Florida man, Nick Sunderbrook, who <laughs> had the greatest article oh, I've God. ever seen in the VHL teaching people how to make methamphetamine. Yeah, I opened up that on a work computer, so <laughs> thanks for adding me to a list, Nick. Oh my I mean, God. I, I opened it on my university Wi-Fi, so I'm a suspect too now. But I do. You know how much people they have torrenting on that thing. Well, okay. Scary thing is, colleges actually slap you with punishments for torrenting. Like they actually find out. Yeah. Torrenting is dangerous. One of my good friends in our freshman year, he goes to Penn State, but he was torrenting Game of Thrones, and he got slapped with a like an official letter from the university from hbo and then they like revoked like some privileges for him for like a few weeks yeah like just for like torrenting stuff so and it was for game of thrones too you definitely could have just skipped yourself the trouble i know but this was back when it was okay like this was what season five six i guess would have been like three years ago so i think uh 2019 or no 2018 was where if you're still watching Game of Thrones, just consider season five the end. Just don't keep watching. I liked it Save past that. To be, to be quite honest with you, not to turn this into a Game of Thrones podcast all of a sudden, I think that people get more mad about the ending of that show than it actually was, if that makes sense. I don't think it was as bad as people think it was. It wasn't good, and they should have done better considering how amazing the series was to start, but I think people get a little bit worked up over it. See, and... I'm going to be completely honest with you. I have never seen one second of that show, and I do not plan to. Fair and, enough. I mean, that's okay, but I guess to turn this from a goalie podcast slightly to a Game of Thrones podcast, but, like, huh. if you watch the show and you understood or, like, just watch some of the many avenues that they were setting up for the show to go in the final yeah. season, mm-hmm. it's soul-crushingly like devastating to like see that ending and how they just left so much unexplained and so many good characters useless but yeah anyways this is not actually a game of thrones podcast this is a goalie podcast but since i know nothing about goalies i can only (laughs) talk about game of thrones um but i know fishy still had a lot more questions or at least post-it notes to ask well, um, I've done a great job of predicting what we were going to talk about, um, and we covered a lot of it, because I was going to ask about builds, I was going to give Hatter time to flex, and he took it upon himself to just... Yeah, he didn't even the- ask you for permission. I'm a very, so I'm a very humble person. I <laughs> true. <laughs> Okay, and I mean, to be fair, I was the one who started flexing for him, and then he just corrected me. So he's being very humble and just making sure that I got things right. I gotta get the record straight, you know. Yeah, and in and in this situation, though, I just missed out on a shit ton of his, of like his accomplishments, so he just had to correct me real quick there. So, and to be fair, a lot of them weren't legitimate like awards, which is why they weren't there. Fair. fair. But, but still, being named to first team and all-stars even though all-stars is a bit of a popularity contest um yeah i mean first teams and second teams are are still excellent to be on Mm. i'll be honest i didn't even know that the the all-star thing was like 
actually a game that was played. Yeah. Like, is that stupid? I I didn't no. know. Did you not watch? Did you not watch hockey with me this spring? What? Yeah, they had an All Star game. I think. Talking about for the VHL, pal. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm just telling you, like in general, like there's always like an All Star game, and I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure Beeve used to be the one streaming it. Beeve always was. This was the first time Cow's done it. Gotcha. Oh, I remember seeing the streams and thought it was just fake. I mean, I it, it was, thought, but... Well, I thought that he was memeing or, like, flexing it's his all... rights or whatever. Oh. I mean, this is all fake. We're in a fucking simulation hockey league here. I don't know what you're talking about. I am legitimately a goalkeeper for the the Russian hockey team, the Moscow Menace. Did you just forget your team name? Is that no, why I, f- I forgot the, the country called Russia. Oh, okay, okay. I just wanted to... Listen, this hot chocolate's really tasty. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that you're enjoying it. (laughs) It's really good. It's very good. I'm glad. What was that? I said I'm glad. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) I thought you said I'm going to go out, and I was like, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, you are not allowed to leave. You are... You're stuck stuck here forever. In the twilight zone. You just kind of signed over the rest of your night to us. You're just going to be here podcasting and we're going to be... signed my soul to VHO. (laughs) Ain't that the truth, though? You have sold your soul to the Spartan and Fishy show. You were no longer allowed to leave. I'm so sorry. The amount of time that we put into a fictional hockey simulation league is somewhat absurd. Like, just the the pure... it's, It's impressive. It is like the pure amount of hours that I've spent like writing articles about other people's fictional achievements is really, really high. Well, okay, not to go on yet another tangent, but like I don't know if you you've seen any of the any of the form activity, but I'm literally writing a paper about the VHL and I also think it's very interesting because a lot of people don't regard the VHL as a fantasy league. They, I specifically asked on a post that I made in forums about whether people would regard this as fantasy. And I haven't gone through and like really thought about the answers, but a lot of people are answering no. They're saying, no, it's a simulation league. And I'm, I just want to ask them, like, what makes a simulation league not a fantasy league? Um, but some folks have yeah. been saying like a fantasy league is only based on real players or players and stats, not like it, it can't be a simulation league because um, it's based off the actual occurrences of some yeah. other league, wh- whether or not they're true or false or right. fake or real. I but then we have, they actually misunderstood your question that because yeah. you're asking, you're asking a whole bunch of hockey geeks if I may say, whether this is a fantasy hockey league. And if you ask someone who follows sports, if they're in a fantasy league, they're going to think like what VHFL is. Like exactly. players and like getting points based on like how they do in real life. So everyone obviously is going to say no to that. But if you framed it, if this was a role-playing thing or something like, like a that, D&D type. Yeah. yeah. So if you're kind of saying, do you consider this to be role-playing, then you would get significantly different answers. 
And a couple people have responded with that sentiment, which I appreciated. But it's it just when I start thinking about it, like like really thinking about it, it is such a weird concept to have a fantasy league within a fantasy league. Like why is that? Like why? That's weird. <laughs> but it's fun. I don't know. I, I just it's think because it's I have to be the best at being the best at something that's fake in something that's fake. <laughs> yep. But I mean, in a way, there is satisfaction. And I mean, I feel like it's the reason any of us play video games, ultimately, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, when you play video games, even though the results are meaningless unless you decide to go pro, what you're getting out of it is just a bit of enjoyment or rage while you're playing. Um, But then (laughs) there's, like, other parts where your reaction time gets better, your finger speed gets better, and you can kind of transition that into a way to the VHL where I've never done podcasts or edited audio or done any of that stuff before coming to this league. I never really write articles covering sports or having to think about formatting, um, interviewing people, like stuff like that. So there's different skills that you can almost come away with while also interacting with like a lot more people than I would see just walking down like Main Street of my campus. Right. Absolutely. So what I'm hearing, I should put VHL on my resume. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm- so you joke about that. And while I, I wouldn't put it on my resume, like in my work, like I am legitimately thinking at some point of wanting to go into management. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, well, and as being the, like new editor of VSN, like I am getting very legitimate management experience and managerial experience that is kind of informing and maybe helping me in the future in like my real world like job. And and that is actually something really cool about the VHL that I I hadn't really thought about. And just the fact that I'm, you know, that I, I work so long as a writer for VSN and just working on quality of writing and you know all of that and just improving in that vein like it does actually have like real world benefits i suppose to a certain extent and i think that's what i was like trying to connect to almost is like even though you're like for example call of duty you're playing like a game but you're getting real life benefits out of it i'm sure gms admins staff members moderators like any kind of like administrative job you're developing skills out of it or even, again, if you're writing something, you're practicing your writing. If you're making a graphic, you're getting better at graphic design. Like, people make logos, they make SIGs, using a lot of Photoshop. Like, you have to learn a lot of this stuff. Um, for, ex- for example, like Hoop, Hooper Aroma or whatever. Hooperama, he, yeah. Yeah, his initial graphics, horrible. Like, <laughs> But like, listen, his his initial stuff, like, I was, I think I was here, uh, like, early summer when he first joined or something like that, and, like, he would literally just take a player, not actually cut it out or anything, or if he did cut it out, it'd be super choppy, but now, like, he actually does, like, the, like, the layer masks or whatever, puts, like, really good effects on it, and, like, he does a lot of SIGs over in the SBA and, like, stuff like that. Like, I think Gorlab was, like, mentoring him, like, personally. That was the... Okay, actually, I want to go a quick aside on that. That was the cutest thing ever. 
Um, I'm, I think I think Hoop was in India at the time, so he was always on super late, like at 3 a.m. And Gorlab is, you know, traditional DJ hours, so he would always be up. And there would be like these hour-long sessions, or, like two-hour-long sessions in the middle of the night where Gorlab was like helping him with his SIGs. And it was actually the cutest thing I've ever seen. He was Aww. so sweet about it. And I don't know if you guys necessarily have a lot of experience with Gorlab. He can tend to, to project a bit of an abrasive persona. Right. Uh, but it just showed that he could also just be a giant teddy bear and super helpful and kind towards younger members. That's awesome. Especially for all the, sh- the shit that he throws at first gens. That's really cool. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's because I think he really respects people who, who legitimately try graphics. I remember when I did my first couple graphics and this was when I was, I think on his team when mm-hmm. I first started at Moscow, uh, he would, he didn't let up on the criticism of it considering it was like my first two. But it was all from a place of wanting me to be better and learning kind of the way that he had learned. Yeah. Well, I can definitely see that because I uh, popped into Gen Chat not too long ago and saw that um, Blade was talking about a review that she did for one of Gore Lab's graphics. And it was like a very, like a really long and comprehensive review. And he quoted the the review and said, this is like one of the best I think he exaggerated a little and said, this is one of the best um, posts I've read on forums in ages. But I thought that was kind of cool because for the the hard face that he puts forward, I, it's it's just nice to see another side of people, I suppose. Definitely. Um, if I could branch off of what Spartan had said earlier about how BHL could help their of anything in towards life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I gotta agree with them because or uh, uh they are kind of like videos. If I'm a goaltender playoff and I end up getting the win for a team in OT because I won say like it just gives you happiness almost. And well, not almost exactly. It does, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. satisfying. And um, if we kept doing podcasts and stuff. If someone had, if someone was poor at speaking or something, like, that, like it could help them in the long run. It could boost their moral themselves. I don't know. I mean, it just definitely. helps in so many ways. Yeah, like during... Sorry, I was just, I was just gonna say like like self confidence and like public speaking it was a great great thing that you get from uh, doing podcasts. For sure. Like with this whole coronavirus and all this stuff, even though I joined before it started, um, I had gotten phone during coronavirus and I started on Discord and whatnot. Doing this is helping me interact, and it just. It definitely helps, and it helps everyone. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I mean, like, just being in, like, the VHL and Sim Leagues, I guess, kind of came, like, a pretty nice time, at least for me personally, because I joined in around March, which was a little before I was getting sent home from college to 
you know, go home and quarantine. Like, at that point, no one really knew how long this would all last. But, like, the one constant through, like, since I joined is, like, there's still socialization, at least for me. Like, I never really used Discord as much as I kind of do now. Like, I had some other servers that I would chat with people in. And, like, the thing that I got most out of it was interacting with people who I would typically never ever yeah. meet without this league. Like, and sometimes you do form, like, personal connections. And, like, sometimes people who I just made from being fans of, like, similar sports, like, still talk to them often. There's a guy who I met who lives in Portugal and we used to chat, like, every day. So there's, like... A lot of learning that can come from it which can be applied to life like i learned that with fishy as long as i apologize first i'm good um she's typing in the chat right now so i don't even think she's paying attention to what i'm saying so i guess i can get away with it for now i don't know what you said but i'm upset <laughs> look at that Not even i'm sorry like that's the kind of lessons like which I don't know if, if like a friend of mine would have just said, yeah, do that and you'll be golden. I'm not going to say what it is because then Fishy will know. But um, yeah. that's not something which I would just typically know or like find out in real life or even just, again, boot eating or making and eating pierogies. <laughs> golden. That, that glorious moment, muff eating pierogies dipped in barbecue, barbecue sauce. sauce. Oh god. Oh, god. Like like that stuff that, you know, even if we are in just like a fantasy league out here or not fantasy role playing league out here, there's a lot of benefit to it, especially during COVID. Like there's a lot of interactions which without this league, like I don't know what the fuck I'd be doing. Yeah. I mean I joined I think in May and um, kind of to reiterate what Spartan was saying about how it's something that you can be doing um, while you're at home. Um, it has been really nice to like have something else to do. Um, and again, to meet the people that you would literally never come into contact with, find music that you would probably not listen to. Mm. Um, <laughs> And um, yeah, and then also Discord. I had never used Discord before. I had to learn how to use Discord and it's gotten to a point where I'm on it all the time. Um, our, Very Spartan, healthy. Yeah, it's really good for me. Um, Spartan and I even have like our home base of communication on Discord. So like, that's also been really interesting. I like the medium. Um, yeah, it is really neat to think about the things that you're taking away from, from AHL and Same. sim leagues in general. Yeah, for sure. Um, that you're taking away from sim leagues in general and not even realizing that you're getting those transferable skills. So, and yeah. like, I was just going to say, when I joined the league, you know, it, it was definitely before Corona was a thing. Um, but I joined not this past July, but the one before. So, you know, over a year ago now. And it was, I was interning in Seattle for a for a job and was basically alone you know i i all my friends are from california that's where mm -hmm. i went to school that's where i live and i basically went up to seattle and got a room in a house with random people who i didn't know um and went to work and 
there was a time where a lot of my roommates moved out and I literally would go to work, talk to people at work, go home and not talk to anybody until I went to work the next day. And, you know, on the weekend, not talk to anybody until I went to work on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like getting to know people and becoming friends with people and like becoming legitimate friends with people and, you know, cause like I do consider people in the VHL my actual friends yeah. and that is like, uh, definitely something that has really helped going forward and and it helped in seattle when i was kind of by myself and then it's helped a lot in quarantine um just having a a secondary group of people that is not my girlfriend uh to to talk to and you know uh just be able to to basically be social in a circumstance where otherwise it wouldn't be quite so easy yeah yeah it's cool I really appreciate it. <laughs> I'm excited to work on this paper about how people are using the space. But so what specifically is your paper on? I know like we've loosely discussed it and I know that you're primarily focusing on communication in like some regards, but what are you really writing about? So I don't I don't have an outline yet. That's not due till Sunday. So um I have not done a lot of thinking about it. Um, I do intend to talk about how, um, I I guess my ideas going in are going to be about how um, people use Discord with relation to the VHL, um, why people are in the VHL. Um, That's going to be kind of my big, like, so what? Like, you know, when I'm writing my paper, people are going to be like, well, why are you writing this? And I'm probably actually going to cite this podcast as, like an interview or whatever, but talking about the fact that people are getting more out of the VHL than they may think that they are. Um, A lot of people, I would imagine that a lot of folks think that they use this primarily for entertainment, which is totally valid. Um, But thinking about how they communicate with people, the affordances of Discord, um, in addition to, or in contrast to uh, forums, I got super lucky because after I decided to, um, after I decided on my paper topic, the whole fiasco with um, pushing forum activity happened. So that's like super valuable for me because I get to think about why, um, why people use Discord and where the league exists because there's really no physical space, right? It all exists online. Um, So I'm just going to, a long way of saying thinking about why people are in the VHL and how people communicate um, communicate with each other in it. I'm not really sure. I get that that's Sunday's project. <laughs> Interesting. You should send that to us when you're done. I, I'd actually like to read that. Yeah, I was yeah. actually uh, so I posted that thing on the forums. If you want to respond to it and haven't already, that'd be dope. But um, could you link it? Yeah, of course, I can do that after we're done. Um, but I posted that on there trying to get some general feedback from people. And then I was going to actually just post it uh, when I was done, you know, redact the information that would be identifying for myself, obviously, just be like, hey, mm-hmm. guys, I wrote a paper about you. <laughs> <laughs> Your scientific experiments. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm looking forward to it. I think a good amount of people that I'm going to be probably I'll be writing about a lot of the more active folks in the discord specifically um and I think a lot of those folks have probably been made aware one way or another that I'm writing it um but because there's no issues with like 
anonymity or confidentiality in terms of what's going into the paper. I'm not really worried about people being ticked at me. Um, I've gave, I gave the space in that post that I made on forums to, you know, choose a potential pseudonym if you wanted, if you didn't want your actual, um, like discord nickname or your VHL forum username listed. And everybody's just like, yeah, I don't really care. Just, just use this one. And so I'm looking forward to writing it if I'm being quite honest. I wasn't contacted as someone. So am I not being written about? Well, I haven't decided who I'm going to write about. It'll just kind of, it'll depend on my argument. I'm going <laughs> to take, take the evidence as I, as I see fit. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good way to originate an argument. <laughs> I thought you said you already decided on who you'd be writing about. No, I'm just saying that people who are more active in the Discord, they're more likely to be in the data that I pull, right? Like if, if I'm choosing what are called like speech events, like, like, um, like pulling transcripts of how people are talking to each other. If you're talking a lot in gen chat, then there's a higher possibility that you're going to be in the paper simply because you're giving me more data than people who aren't active. So, so you're going to do Dill. <laughs> he hasn't been in any of the transcripts that I've pulled yet, but it's possible. <laughs> so are you specifically focusing on gen chat? I haven't decided because I think I'm not sure if I want to focus primarily on Discord and people's relation, understanding of the relation between Discord and VHL forums, or if I want to do a comparison of the two spaces and how they overlap, or if I just want to talk about how people speak to each other in and about the VHL. So I have to, you're asking me a lot of questions that I haven't figured out yet because I haven't made an outline and I don't have a, a good idea about what I'm going to be writing about quite yet. <clears throat> tisk, tisk. Hate to be anticlimactic, but the outline's not due till Sunday, pal. <laughs> well, okay. All right. I, mean, I was I was just straight up gonna be like, I mean, you've been watching Gen Chat for a while now. Yeah. Like you pop in there a lot more than you used to. I think you first joined because I think I asked you to like read some argument going on or something in there. Probably. That sounds like VHL gen chat. <laughs> and, and then I think you just stayed in there. Um, but yeah, I guess. And then came back, I think. Yeah. Like I know like you came back for some reason or the other. Was there anything that you really kind of like noticed that was different from like typical interactions between people on there? Um. Not necessarily. One thing that I did write quite, we, so the way my professor set up the class is she's been having us do like small segments, um, hoping that we would be thinking about the final as we were writing them, um, which is really great on her part, but in my own practice, it's not working very well. Um, so I actually did write quite extensively about how people are using nicknames in there. Um, and I wrote, I wrote about how, um, first of all, how quick changes his nickname willy-nilly. Um, he had like three nicknames in the span of 24 hours. And I was like, pal, what are you doing? He's like giving you data. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, I also wrote about um, Beavis and how he has his um, user, like his username on forums and then um, 
Van, uh, Vancouver GM and then Rip Triple H. Talked you mean about, Beavis, not Quick. Oh, yes. No, no. I mean Beavis. Yeah, is that what I said? Or, I thought you said Quick earlier. Yeah. I did yeah. say Quick earlier. He changed his nickname a lot. And then another person I wrote about was Beavis. Oh, my bad, my bad. No, you're good. Um, I wrote about, like, why he probably did that thinking about like what he's telling people by making that his nickname. Um, and then I don't remember the last person that I wrote about. I think it was someone who had like a meme for his name. I don't Muff. remember. <laughs> Probably, honestly. But um, yeah, just like talking about how they're Rudy using it. So. Mm, I don't huh. think it was him. I could pull it up, but it's really not that. Anyway, important. yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> yeah, also on like a slightly outside note, Matt, are you yeah. in the VHL server? May that is? Is that on Discord? Yeah, it's like okay, so a new person to potentially join the Discord server. So Yeah, I don't think so. I can't I'm find... I'm gonna have to say no just because I have no idea where you're <laughs> okay. so... I'll get you the invite right now. <laughs> Exactly. Cool. So, so basically, Las Vegas and Miami are like team-specific locker rooms. So mm -hmm. a lot of, and I guess this is kind of like what this paper is going to be covering is, uh, yeah, Hatter just dropped it in. Yeah, thank you. Uh, are like recording the jump chat, but it's where like most of the people, I'd say maybe like seventy to eighty percent, maybe seventy, a little lower percent of the league is in and maybe like 20 percent actively speak in um, okay so conversations there's like four conversations happening at like any given time <laughs> there's like a place for you to talk about the m the big leagues gen chat which is just a cesspool of everything good and bad but it's that definitely was the cutest dog you have in your profile picture. I'm sorry, I know I interrupted you, Spartan, but I just had that to be said. Um, uh, she died. <laughs> oh Maybe. God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's all good. God She's in a bed. Damn it, Hatter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're all right. I just, I just pulled up that assignment that I did, and the other person was Gustav. Oh, what a goob. Yeah. <laughs> What was his name that you were writing about? Chief of Horny Police. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. I'm going to read that and be like, what the fuck is she doing here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I have, I have a very fond memory of when I was jailer in town of Salem. So I was in like a chat with Gus. And I was like, can I make this into my personal jail? And, like, I was just trying to, like, loop him into being in horny jail with me. <laughs> so I just, he was like, yeah, I mean, this is your jail. Just set it up however you want. So I just immediately just spam gifts of, like, bondage. And he was like, oh, fuck, I'm out. <laughs> and I just have that, I just have that interaction screenshotted and saved in, like, a private channel and LVA just to bust out in like a few months to be like Gus is actually the horniest of them all. Cool. Well, it's like in like horny jail. It's like horny police channel for Spart in Minnesota Frontier, which you're apparently not even in. 
<laughs> so yeah so the story behind that was uh when reno was named expansion gm he invited a few people in to like get the server started yeah so i was one of the people he invited he was like yeah you're pretty active like liven the place up so i kept spamming uh controversial gifts of a hot dog entering a bun from Sausage Party. Oh my god. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, considering so, I'm still on my work computer, I think I'm going to get off of that channel. <laughs> so, so yeah, Reno made that channel and said, you may only post that gif in there three times per day max. <laughs> so, that, so then sometimes when I was being too controversial in general, he would just give me a role and lock me in that channel for a little bit. So, wow. yeah, mm-hmm. I'm surprised that that channel is still named after me. <laughs> and you're not um, even in the server anymore? No, that was every once in a while I go on a Discord server purge and I just leave servers that I know I'm not active in. And the next one I feel is imminent when I go back home and have an existential crisis. And I'll just yeah. leave a whole bunch of servers. But yeah, I left the server, didn't say a word to anyone, just dipped. And uh, I'm guessing that's why Reno drafted me and then traded me immediately. Wow. Wow. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. He, he did not have any hard feelings about it. He was actually really nice about it. He was like, I, I figured that it just wasn't where you wanted to be if you left. And I was like, how nice of you, but also very rude that you never asked me to come back. <laughs> but yeah, Matt, have you have you joined the VHL server yet? I did. First impression. Um, there's a lot. <laughs> that's a good. That's a very uh, well reasoned first impression. <laughs> um, is there anything? Walk into first. Uh, should I look in the scoreboard? You can look at whatever you want right now. We'll do a little, I guess, like POV from a first time user entering the VHL server. Like, what are you noticing? Um, I see a lot of voice chat channels. So, I mean, I, I don't even know what to expect. That I mean. I mean, I'm sure there's a or not voice chat can help with the um, articles and what. So if there's a lot of that, then it's a good thing because maybe I can end up joining in and them and start branching off into different stuff for more. Time. I mean. That's definitely something that like got me into the league more. Is I mean, I'm a big video game player, so like I would play video games with people, um, and just get into voice chat, and that's how I like became friends with Muff, for example. Um, yeah. Shout out to the Den as my personal favorite voice chat. <laughs> Matt, yeah. I find some really great Among Us pals in that server. You can. You can actually ask. Um... Like in Gen Chat, ask for a mod to give you the Among Us role. So whenever someone's trying to play, they always like there's a role that you can be tagged in. 
Like there's the same for like League of Legends, Hots. Um, there's like a COD role as well if you're into that as well. But there's a lot to just kind of like do in that. I have like most of the channels muted. Mm -hmm. Uh, like everything in extras or other whatever it's called like all non-league related i have all of those muted except for one but i mean i see i mean see the gaming definitely got me to look at it because i mean i'm always at everyone if they want among us whatever so i mean if i need some play with or whatnot in there. Yeah, and that's that's definitely like a hub of activity there. And I mean, if you're into League of Legends, you will always have a group to play with. They yes. don't Is they it, do isn't that a mobile game? No, uh, it's, it's, no. Uh, it's a MOBA. Uh, what's yeah, MOBA? I've... multiplayer online battle arena? Uh, come on, fishy. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's like you can literally do whatever you want in there as long as you're not breaking rules. But it, mm. it pops off sometimes, especially around award season. You see some people get <laughs> very upset. You should have been there when I got the Campbell. That was uh, definitely, <laughs> arguably, not a deserved award. You should have been there when Jet Jaguar was snubbed from what award was he trying to win? Slowbo? No. Um, it was the Campbell when I won it over him. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. That's, that's what's mm-hmm. MVP, right? Also, Hogan returned and fixed the members tag, and I I'm sorry, but this is a current event that you guys need to be What? Of. Wait, Hogan fixed it? Hogan, he came back and posted a status update saying, how the hell do I turn off emails? I get one every time somebody creates help at members. And oh, everyone oh got pinged for the first time in I don't know how long. Oh members my god. working. Oh my god. Oh my god. That is, he probably doesn't uh, even know that it was broken either. That's literally so funny. <laughs> Everyone is about to get on his profile right now. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh my it's also god. pretty funny that he actually had notifications turned on for every time someone created. Dude, I have that. I have emails come every time somebody creates. Wow. I just I just have it set up going to a specific channel in LVA, like so I so like there's a message with a link directly to the player thread. That's really smart. <laughs> I should do that if I were a good AGM. That That is really something that I should do. I guess I'm revealing trade secrets out here. But I mean, at this point, like, I do think that everyone should be offering on waivers. Um, we have plenty coming in if we are letting Beef go crazy with um, recruiting, which apparently, well, those were the words that Acid told me that Beave has been given free reign to go ham on recruiting, doing whatever the fuck he pleases. Oh God! Especially with like juniors open, so there could be a much more steady stream of uh, new creates coming up. So 
as long as people are getting notified in some way or GMs are getting notified, you kind of eliminate any of those. Well, I don't know that people created when they're getting notifications or at least um, like some alert on Discord where most people are checking. I can I can help you set it up later after the podcast. Mm-hmm. Big brain Spartan out here. <laughs> it's actually really similar to what we were talking about in the MGM chat about RSS feeds and getting like games posted in locker rooms, but then now it's being done by the bot. It's also doable with just an RSS feed linking to that sub forum. So every time there's a new post in there, it like sends it to your server in like a, a couple minutes. That's pretty cool though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm debating the uh, the I, I'm protecting the honor of VSN and Gen Chat right now. Oh. <laughs> Why? <laughs> they're 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 talking shit about VSN, and I I have to I, I gotta pipe up after it. To toss some shit into here. I think it'd be pretty cool to do a um to do a podcast with you, Hatter, just about the VSN. Yeah, I uh, definitely that would be kind of meta. Yeah, I like that. I think we should do it sometime, for sure. I'm always done. I just tossed a message into Gen Chat saying that I, I've seen Hatter hops onto a non-VSN <laughs> podcast before a VSN podcast. <laughs> I gotta scope out content creators, man. Well, here we are. Yeah, but. They already have a whole bunch of podcasters. They have Advantage, they have Dasbu and um, Baraka. I don't yeah. know if there's space for us as well. There's yeah, some great podcasters. Probably not right now. I mean, we had Baraka for a while, and for, for a long time, he was the only podcaster. And then Dasbu briefly, well, not briefly, but he started kind of hopping on those podcasts. And really, it just was not fair for him to not get paid for that when he was doing the VSN podcast, same as Baraka. Um, So we're super happy to have him join. Uh, And then ADV uh, Advantage basically, I mean he's like a podcasting god from the like season 15 or something. Oh really? Uh, Yeah, he's been he, he, if if you talk VHL podcasts, like he is synonymous. He's he's pretty much the go-to example for somebody who's been a VHL podcaster for a long time. Uh, and so he's been doing BOG updates for us at VSN for a while now, um, which I'm cool. actually super happy that started happening. Uh, that was one of my suggestions. Um, and then we we pretty much have him doing those. And then we, we were briefly talking with the takeover that just happened. Um, and we thought that it would probably be good for him to do podcasts. So it gives him something to kind of do in his off weeks and lets him, you know, ha- have these basically get back to his roots and do it in such a way that's creating more content, which is always the goal. Yeah, that's dope. I don't know why. Go ahead. No, go for it. I was just going to say, I didn't, I don't know how I missed him doing podcasts. I had heard of um, the one and a half Aussies and um, Baraka's activity with Boot, and I 
um, knew about Doc and Spyro. I don't think they're VSN, but I knew about Doc and Spyro's podcast because um, Spartan and I were guests on on that one. But oh, that's a big deal. I'll have to check out Advantages podcast. I do think I think it's been a while since he got his. He has posted one for the VSN so far, um, but it, I think it was a while prior to that when his last ones came out because I know he he kind of took a, a short brief leave of absence kind of coinciding when he stepped down from Almo. Um, gotcha. Yeah, but Advantage is a VHL legend to be quite honest. He's I think he's second in wins right now. Banna just recently in this last season or two uh, jumped ahead of him. Wow. So he's second in like all-time wins. He, he basically made the Americans what they were um, back in the day and then he did start up Malmo. Um, though I will say Moscow made it to a cup before they did. <laughs> That's cool. I've also cursed myself real quick by replying to that status notification, and now I have eight notifications for every reply on there. So. Oh, yeah, it's it's wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> I was considering commenting on it, and then I remembered I would get notified every single time someone replied, and I decided against it. <laughs> I, and honestly, that was the wrong decision. <laughs> well it is now my pick in fantasy so i have to make two picks here the lever just got skipped god if you have a third dq in your group i'm, I'm so mad i'm going to kill someone what i mean i'm i'm not even mad about it because fishy's probably gonna pick better than, <laughs> than uh, they would have yeah than like two inactives <laughs> like she took Ray Shields, Dakota Lamb, and Junkock. Like, I mean, those, those are, those, I don't know how to say that. Thing. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's like Youngcock, but like, yeah. I don't actually okay, know. Okay, well, I didn't pick a Youngcock. I'd prefer an old. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, okay, well, I didn't expect to have to pick this soon, and now I don't. Oh, okay. I was going to take Latrell Mitchell here. I'm but... so surprised that he lasted this long. Getting a defenseman with any amount of checking on a really low tpe team and that's by far the highest tpe is a recipe for success that's basically yeah. what got condor adrian like top vhl fantasy league status a few seasons back i mean he's been it for yeah. a while but yeah so so who do i take as the forward here do i go with jim bob that's who i took i took him with my second pick i'm like thinking him so far i have rock davis and i have um any graves graves is, graves is gonna be a stud and i'm thinking you know jim bob feeding timothy brown and uh i think it's rj no not rj jubis yeah um, rj jubis is on that team oh i was just yeah i don't know never mind I've seen on a which lot team jubis is on calgary yeah, okay, so he's, uh, Jim Bob is being fed by Chris Rice and Timothy Brown, unless yeah. Utrecht's on first line, but Jim Bob's definitely first line with 90 checking, so I guess that is my pick. Checking is, the thing is with, with fantasy is like, you're not going to be usually first in your group unless you get one of the, like, steals of that season. So the players who weren't really expected to be as good and then really turn up. But if you go for people who have over 90 checking and like that is your entire roster and then you get a goalie who's decent and on a bad team, you're going to finish second or third at least. 
Like it's there, there's it's it's really the key to consistent fantasy performances is just getting checking. Yeah. Well, the level's back on the clock here, so we'll see how that goes. I was mad. I was the. I was just saying I was the group manager and Doc. He was lucky. Somebody pinged him right when they could have DQ'd him, and I got on twenty minutes later, and he had picked in time. Wow. Oh. He's well, lucky. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, I, I guess it kind of just depends on who the group manager is because um, I've not. Last season, I was into, into threads when it, I saw that 12 hours had passed, and I was like, all right, you know, like, like let's keep this moving, guys. You know, we have to sit here for, for hours and hours. But um, I kind of decided this season to let the group managers just manage their group um, and only pop in if 16 hours have passed or something like that. Um, but there was one one group manager who who gave someone like 24 hours and they had already been skipped once. And then um, they, they just hit the 12 hour mark and they had two consecutive picks. So they pinged me and they were like, Hey, you know, I just want to make sure that they're actually done and they're actually going to get DQ'd. Is that cool with you? And I was like, I mean, I guess like, what am I, what am I going to. Yeah. What are you supposed to do there? Yeah. I mean, as, Um, as head of, the fantasy you could have just DQ'd him, but I totally understand not. I know, but when a commissioner is like, I think that we should just let him go, I'm like, okay, oh, it was, it I was agree. A commissioner. Okay, I understand. <laughs> I'm like, I agree. That's a good idea. But See, that's were... when you just you gotta flex on and be like, oh, actually, like I'm the head of fantasy, so <laughs> you can suck eggs. Fuck off. <laughs> your your power means nothing here. No, I'm just kidding. Look but... at me. I am the commissioner. I am hired. <laughs> I'm actually going to be so mad if IDQ rosters do better than my actual roster does again for <laughs> another season because I did that to myself last season and it was really annoying to put in the top 50 the DQ roster that I finished in the top 50 and not my own um, so that felt really disrespectful to myself but it is what it is um, I also feel a little bit better about having to pick for DQ dqs because last season i was just kind of winging it and then someone brought it to my attention they're like well you know the rules technically say that the group managers are supposed to be picking for dqs and i was like well that hasn't been in practice since mcwolf was like i was, I was mostly just watching what mcwolf had done as fantasy. i never remember that happening yeah so i finally updated the rules um we got those updated and they're what's actually practiced now which is great but it also gives me some guidance on how to pick for DQs. I just have to go based on last season's um, mm-hmm. last, last season's performance. Players. Yep. So that's I the- like that actually. I, I think that's the best way to handle it because then you're you're not giving in a sense like the the, the rest of the group doesn't get screwed over necessarily by having somebody pick like super informed picks. <laughs> But they also don't get a free pass by having them be like trash picks. So you just do it based off last season, which is at best kind of a heuristic of how they'll perform. It definitely isn't like consistent one season to the next. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I like it set up where you just pick last. And then, like you said, it makes it way easier for you. It's like a very simple thing to, to do. Especially because I'm absolute garbage at fantasy. Like, <laughs> it takes a lot of pressure off of me. 
It's like now I can say, well, the DQ did bad because of the rules I had to make or I had to follow instead of just, yep, I'm not good at this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's nice for sure. <laughs> but Hatter, I did want to say you've been doing a great job of managing your group. Every time I drop in, you're like, hey, we're keeping this moving. And I'm like, you know what? You're doing a really nice job. I, to thank I appreciate you. that. Thank you very much. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Real quick, I just want to notify you all of a breaking update that has come in while we've been recording. Jigs, not sure if you knew, created the thread of oh, no. basically Jigs' wise words. It is now on the main forum page as popular <laughs> now. <laughs> Because he decided to translate Fisted Anally by a Circus Monkey to Japanese. And it came out saying, <laughs> Circus Anus Fists Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, voice decided to drop in. And uh, yeah, it's been snowballing of just people screaming fisted anally by a circus monkey and then circus anus fists monkey <laughs> I th- i'm pretty sure that was like his worst fear when he when he made that like i'm pretty sure if we look back far enough in the lva gen he was like i hope this doesn't end up on the popular and his worst fear has now been realized this is very proud I personally, whenever to... whenever I type snubbed before it autocorrects, I always type it in all caps. <laughs> it I'm feels also, it feels better. I'm also mildly annoyed that Jigs has 554 reactions to 471 posts, and I have 502 reputation points to 964 posts. That's okay. actually kind of a, an absurd ratio. I mean, mine's almost like one reaction to two posts. His is almost one to one. My, yeah, that's insane. My uh, in the EFL, I was at like two re or uh, one point like three reactions to one post, which was insane considering I was well over a thousand posts. So coming to the VHL and seeing myself being not popular always makes me sad i'm apparently according to the community reputation i'm a god among mortals so that's cool (laughs) i'm I'm at 2k count and then 1.1 uh well more like 2.1 and to 1.1 Jeez, it took me so long to figure out that like the vhlm drafty and like vhlm like all that shit along with the reputation wasn't actually my status in the VHL and it was like (laughs) in accordance with the reputation for a long time I was like I'm not Mm -hmm. a VHLM draftee like I'm not I I've already I stop and and then and then my other brain cells turned on and I don't think that (laughs) yeah so so your community reputation is just based on that but you can actually change your rank once you hit a certain amount of like reputation points or posts to take a certain amount i thought you could just do it whenever i'm pretty sure i had to wait before i could change it 
I believe yeah. I think I had to hit like 50 or 100 or something like that. But then I was able to change it. Nice. You learn something new every day. You yeah. just got to join VSN and then all of your posts and you need to do the award shows and then you just rack up like a hundred reputation in one night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why I, that's part of the benefits of presenting in the EFL. Like, <clears throat> I, I cracked a thousand like reputation points well before people who had been on there for years simply because I was presenting and I just present in a way that people farm me with, like, I just farm reactions from people. So that was nice. I felt very popular. I won many days. I almost just fell out of my chair because I'm being stupid. But yeah, it's satisfying getting all those reputation points. Good stuff. Well, yeah. I think. I think we're coming to a close, folks. Yeah, she's cutting us off. Wow. <laughs> she's trying to silence I, us. I am dedicating <laughs> my soul to this channel, and you're going to cut me off like that. How dare you? <laughs> I'm not sure how many minutes we've been going. Um, 80, 81 or 80, no, damn. 85. Well, do we have 20 more minutes of content? That's the question. Probably not. Well, then, we can just call this here, I guess. And, again, we will probably consider doing more podcasts with you guys as well. This was great having you. Um, just real quick, we had Hatter and Matt Sovic for our little goalie podcast here that quickly delved into everything not goalie-related. But <laughs> we King have a goalie here who's, who's probably going to be Hall of Fame-bound and another goalie who has a site set on potentially reaching that level as well. So thank you both, Hatter, Matt, for, for being here, chatting with us. Um, thank really you. appreciate having you guys. Uh, thank you again, Fishy, for co-hosting and doing the intro. Always appreciate you. So for now... Oh, yeah, We have to ask our parting question. Does anyone... We always put a question at the end of our podcasts to see if anyone actually listens this far. Um, so, does anyone have any questions, suggestions? What we should listen for, viewer or listener, I guess. What is the name of a pregnant goldfish? Fucking <laughs> what? what that is. <laughs> There's a name. I, I'm yes. not gonna lie. Right before this podcast, I was listening last to see what you guys talk like just to get used to like what I talking no we're losing the audio yeah okay so so Matt Matt's audio is cutting in and out so oh, no. he was listening to it and could hear our last podcast but I had her what is a pregnant goldfish called I just looked Quit. it up <laughs> all right and on that note thank you all for listening to the one person who is still listening to it but looking forward to our next podcast it should honestly be a pretty quick turnaround because our next one will be with victor and peace two of our vhl gms the first time we're going to be having gms in the vhl on our podcast so look forward to that thank you all goodbye <laughs>